Welcome to the Navy SEAL Mindset. I'm your host, William Branham, and this is episode 020. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about my workout. I've had many of you reach out to me on Instagram through direct message, sometimes in the comments, sometimes in emails, asking me, what, what's my workout routine? What do I do to keep in shape? I'm 50 years old, and I do all right. But let me start this start off by saying that I am 100% disabled through the VA, through the Veteran Affairs. And if you add everything up that the VA says is wrong with me, and actually I don't, they don't even have everything that's wrong with me. I did not submit everything because I let someone else submit the paperwork for me because they're professionals in that realm. It was enough for me to become, you know, be rated at 100%. But if you add everything up that's wrong with me, and according to the VA ratings, I'm over 250% disabled, which comes out to about 96% with VA math, and then they round up to 100%. There are some things that injuries that I sustained while in service that weren't put in for whatever reason it is in my medical record, but whatever. So I can't do everything that maybe you can do. I am limited in a lot of the things that I can do. I wake up every day with pain and that's okay. That's my life and that's how I roll. But I wanted to start off and just talk about, there are two things, the two most important things that you can do for your mind and for your body. And those are number one, workout, move your body around. And number two, eat clean, healthy food. I subscribe to more of a higher fat, higher protein, lower carb, not keto, not low carb specifically. I don't avoid carbs. I still eat them, but I do limit them. I focus more on protein and fat. And if I can get as much protein as possible in my body to recover from the damage that I do from lifting weights and running and the other activities that I do, maybe grappling, then my body can sustain the weight, sustain the muscle that I muscle mass that I have, and hopefully put on some more because I'd like to have some more muscle mass. Because as we age, our muscles start to disintegrate. Sarcopenia, where our muscles start to just disintegrate as we, or degrade as we get older. And really that start, that's, you know, hormone health, that's all sorts of other things. Health, that's being lazy, that's eating crap food. And one of the best things you can do to fight against sarcopenia and for men and women and for bone health is to lift weights, lift heavy weights. Put your body under strain. Best thing you could do for your body and for your mind. So eat clean food, move your body around. I don't really care how you do it, but lifting weights is part of it. I will start off by saying I've been pretty actively working out most of my life. I played baseball. When I say played baseball, I showed up for baseball games. I was on the baseball team. I was not a good athlete, so I rode the bench 98% of the time. And occasionally they let me play left field because no one ever hit the ball to left field. I played basketball or I was on a basketball team and pretty much the same. Actually, I don't think I ever, I was on the court a handful of times and mostly just like passing the ball to the guy who knew how to shoot. That was my basketball career. Football career, a little better. Although my dad did not approve of me playing football, my grades weren't good enough, but as I got older, I think into seventh, eighth grade, I could play local games, but my parents didn't want to take me and pick me up from school late at night for away games 
and also was in Boy Scouts, so the games were on Tuesday night, so it did interfere with my Boy Scout career as well. But the summer between my, I don't know, eighth and ninth grade of, of high school, I rode my old rickety 10-speed bike from my house. It was eight miles to the high school. I would work out. I didn't do much upper body. Actually, I did a lot of lat pull downs because I was pretty good at that. I did some squats. I did leg presses, things like that, because I was pretty good at those things. And then I would ride my bike back home. And one of the things I learned was there are a lot of hills between my house and school. And then those same hills are still there when I want to ride back home. And so it was way harder than I ever thought possible. So if you, if you're not used to being out on the road on a bicycle or running, and you're just used to driving, I encourage you to just go for a walk and take a, a three to five mile walk around your neighborhood or where you normally would drive, you're gonna see things very differently. You're gonna see a whole lot of hills that you never knew were there because you're so busy driving. And I, even today, I'm still surprised at how big and long some of the hills are that I run up now. But so anyway, I would ride my bike to school, I'd work out, and then my grades weren't good enough so my dad would not let me play high school football nor did he want to take me to the games. So there was that. So that ended that part of my workout career. But I was in the Boy Scouts. I taught summer camp. And so I was active there. I did lots of running and swimming. Not really in a competitive nature, but just because I liked doing it. And it made me feel good. Then fast forward, I joined the Navy in the delayed entry program. I took the PT test that they gave us, which is the Navy PT test. And I blew that away. It was like a, some push-ups, some sit-ups, and a mile and a half run. And, and I thought I was in really good shape because I beat everyone that was joining the Navy the same time I did. And then fast forward to boot camp, and I went and took the SEAL screening test, and I failed it. I failed the push-ups. I thought I was pretty good at push-ups. I would do these incline push-ups as a kid, put my feet on the bathtub, and then do knock out like 20 push-ups. And I thought that was pretty good. Well, I should have been doing like 100. So that was a mistake there. I eventually went to an A school, which is a, a technical school that the Navy made me go to. And there were a bunch of other guys that wanted to go to BUDS. They wanted to become Navy SEALs. And so we would skip lunch every day and we would go to someone's room who had a pull-up bar that we made and put over, I think it was probably some broom handles, we put over like the closet doors and, and we did pull-ups there. And so we did like, I don't know, it was 30 push-ups, 30 sit-ups, 30 crunches, 10 front, 10 left, and 10 right, and then five pull-ups. And we would do three to five rounds of that. I got in pretty good shape there. I got good at pull-ups. I got good at push-ups. I got good at sit-ups. And I was good enough at running and good enough at swimming. So I could have passed the SEAL screening test, although I still didn't take it until later. Then I eventually pass the seal test screening test i went to buds in buds it's all calisthenics push-ups pull-ups sit-ups flutter kicks carrying heavy things like logs and boats obstacle course and swimming that's everything you do at buds push-ups pull-ups run push-ups pull-ups sit-ups flutter kicks maybe some burpee like things eight count bodybuilders but they're still just push-ups and it's just calisthenics. And then I got to the SEAL teams. In the SEAL teams, 
It didn't matter what team I was on. Actually, the last team didn't really enforce this because the leadership wasn't really into working out. I don't know why they just weren't. But especially at SEAL Team 10, every Monday was a two-mile ocean swim. Tuesday was an obstacle course and a run. So you would run the obstacle course, sometimes multiple times. We had big obstacle course and a little obstacle course on the East Coast. And then we'd do maybe a three-mile run after that. And then on Wednesday, we would do calisthenics where someone would, would get in a big circle and someone would lead the PT. Push-ups, sit-ups, flutter kicks, whatever it was, kind of bud style. There might be a run in there. There might be something else in there. Thursday might be individual PT. So you could go lift if you wanted to. You could go do jujitsu or screw around in the mat room or, or something else. Uh, and then Friday was a long run, usually five to seven miles or 10. Actually, when I, the first run I did at the SEAL team, in the SEAL teams was nine miles, nine and a half miles, and I got lost. It was in the state park of, in, in Virginia Beach, and I did not know where the hell I was going, and I ran around, and I eventually found the bus. They were about to send some people out looking for me. New guy. New guy issues right there. Anyway, in the SEAL teams, that was pretty much the way we worked out. If you wanted to lift weights or do your own thing, you had to do it on your own time. And generally, I was in leadership positions, or I was tired, or maybe as a new guy, I would, in the evenings when I was home, I would go out and take Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and so I got a great workout there. Not a lot of lifting. As I got older, later on in the SEAL teams on deployments, I would you know, have some goals that I wanted to do. Maybe I wanted to deadlift X amount of weight or bench press a certain amount of weight or something along those lines. And so those are the things that I would focus on or, or want to do a certain number of pull-ups, 30 at a time, something like that. D depended on the deployment, depended on what we were doing, depended on what my goal was on that deployment. But when I left deployment and came back home, I just went back to the regular workouts in the SEAL team. So I didn't, although I may have got some pretty significant gains on deployment, I did not maintain those gains when I got home. I just went back to the regular at home lifestyle. And then I retired. And in my retirement, the first, I don't know, year or two, I think I had a couple of kettlebells, a couple 35 pound kettlebells. I still have them. I would swing them around. Maybe I would go for like a one to three mile run. I thought was a, like a long run. And I was just not, I wasn't really getting after it. I lied to myself plenty to say that I was getting after it when I really, really wasn't. And then fast forward to 2020, the world shuts down and I'm doing some, you know, maybe a run here or there, but you know, my body is pretty broken from my time in the military. And, and I'm like, I really want to, I think what I want to do, I just made up a goal. I want to start lifting weights again. I want to lift weights like I did on deployment. And so I created a workout but I didn't have any weights. All I had were those kettlebells. So I got on Facebook marketplace and I started shopping around for a home, home gym equipment. Everything I have is just piecemealed. I also had some tenants that during that same time, they owned a CrossFit in Florida. They decided to sell the CrossFit in Florida because they didn't like living in Florida and moved to Hawaii and took the money from the gym that they sold in Florida, the CrossFit gym in Florida. And they, ended up buying two CrossFit gyms here in Hawaii. And what they, actually what they did is they, they brought, bought one gym, consolidated it, got rid of all the crap equipment. So I bought a lot of their old beat up equipment from them, weights, uh, bumper plates, things like that. 
that are you know they're kind of falling apart and they're kind of rusty, but I don't really care because it's a home home prison gym, if you will. And and then I would like I, I would find stuff on Facebook Marketplace, maybe some more weights, a weight bench, a barbell, some sandbags, and I built my home gym. And one of the cool things that I on the business side of it is I ended up meeting a couple of army dudes who I don't know when they really decided to do this, but what they did is they ordered a like a, a full container of bumper plates from China. I think they dropped like $85,000, filled it up, brought it over to Hawaii, and they started selling these bumper plates during COVID, probably before COVID, I don't actually know. And when I talked to one of these, one of these gentlemen, He's the E5 in the army. He makes about $50,000 a year as an E5, maybe less. And he was doing an extra, just one of them was doing about an extra $200,000 a year selling bumper plates to people on Facebook marketplace during COVID crushing it. I think they're still doing it today. They're still selling equipment like you wouldn't believe here in Hawaii. And just like in, and the way you would do it and the way they did it is they would post a, a picture of the, the bumper plate on Facebook marketplace. You place the order and then you go and pick it up at their storage facility. Brilliant, brilliant. And they were undercutting the name brands here in Hawaii. So anyway, got a bunch of bumper plates. I got barbells. I got a, a rack that I bought from some guy on the West side of the Island, a weight bench that has the leg curl, leg extension attachment to it. And I started working out. So I, I made up a, a workout. And so the plan was to lift. I had a goal. I wanted to work up to bench press five sets of five at 225. Bench press the same squatting, deadlifting 315. What I eventually ended up doing. And so what I would do is I would do. I lifted three days a week. And I did cardio three days a week. And I had one day off. And so that's seven day week. And I would do a full body workout Monday, do some sort of cardio Tuesday, full body workout Wednesday, cardio Thursday, full body workout Friday. The full body workouts, they were muscle group focused. Like I would focus heavily on back on Monday, cardio, heavy on chest Tuesday, cardio, heavy on legs Friday. And, and I, I probably said those names days of the week wrong, but I think you got it but I was still working every muscle part every day I lifted. Just not as heavy, just not as intense. And so just from that alone, and it was, you know, I was doing everything between, depending if I was lifting heavy, I would do four to six reps and do usually four rounds of each one of those. And, and so I would do, let's say bench press. I did not 225 yet when I first started, but I would do, four to six sets and I would do as heavy as I could and get four. And I would keep that weight on until I could do it six times. And then I might be able to do it all four rounds only four times, or maybe I could do six and then five and four and four. And that's okay for that, for that weight. And then the next time I would add a little weight to it, but I wrote down everything that I did, everything I lifted at the end of a year, I got a physique that I'd never had before. And I still have that physique today. I'm trying to make that physique better. But something happened along the way there. I had some shoulder issues. Like I said, I'm 100% I'm disabled. And when I would lift, I actually exceeded my goal. 
at some point I was able to do five rounds of 10 reps at 225. So I believe I probably could have lifted 315 relatively easy. I didn't have a spotter around me to do that. Another thing that I realized is I'm one of those guys in the gym that everyone hates. I'm one of those guys that makes a lot of noise when he lifts. But my gym was outside in my driveway. And so everyone knew when I was working out in the afternoon because they're walking their dogs and they maybe dogs hear me or I'm dropping weights and I'm that kind of obnoxious guy in the, you know, in my gym, my home gym, but I don't care because I'm at home and I'm outside and people can hear me, but I have music in my ear, so I can't really hear myself. Something for people to talk about. But most of what I do is pretty basic, basic push, pull, squat sort of exercises outside of these kind of weird things that I do. Like I have a tire that I found on the side of the road that I drag around my neighborhood and it's a great way to meet people meet new people and uh, get people to talk about you, whether you like it or not. And because I just like to do different things or carry my kettlebells for a, a mile or two around the neighborhood. And people are just like, what are you training for? And I'm like, you life, man. I just want to be hard to kill. Something along those lines. But I have a shoulder injury from that. I don't know if it's overuse. There's something going on with my right shoulder that doesn't allow me to lift heavy bench press anymore. I thought maybe it was just flat bench incline. I started doing more barbell incline work and the same injury or thing would flare up. So I'm hoping to maybe get some peptides at some point to hopefully heal that. We'll see. Maybe BPC 157. I don't know if it works for me or not. If it doesn't, well, it's just money. Who cares? Um, but because of that injury, I had to modify my workout. And what I've found is this new workout that I do, it's been, it's super effective and it doesn't matter where I am in the world, I can do this workout. And it is with weights and it's very small weights. It doesn't matter how crappy the, the hotel gym is anywhere in the world. They have at least 30 pound dumbbells that I can use. And oftentimes in, in hotel gyms, I'll up the weight just because I can, because I have the capacity there. But here's what I do. Very simple exercise, very simple workout for maintaining muscle and strength in, in what I'm currently doing. So I'll set the bench at an incline and I started doing three rounds of 20 reps each exercise. So there's three exercises, and I would use a, my 35 pound kettlebells. And so at an incline, I would do 20 reps of incline bench press with the kettlebells. Then I would set the kettlebells down and I would lay my chest on that incline bench and I would do 20 rows, pull the dumbbells or kettlebells up flexing my back. And then I would stand up and I would do 20 squats, sometimes with the kettlebells, sometimes without. And then I would just do three rounds of that. And then I would do four and then five rounds. And then I decided to do 30 reps. So I'm getting lots of volume in, but I'm not lifting heavy weight. Then I started doing the swim across the Hudson River. So that forced me to do more long distance cardio work. The best way to train for swimming is swimming. And I hate swimming. So about a month out from, a few months out from the swim, I would start running. And then a month out, or maybe a month and a half out, I would, I would start swimming every other day. A mile, mile and a half, two miles. Last year, it was late 2022. My friends over at Man Made, we started, we were going to hike the Grand Canyon. And I didn't really understand how hard that was going to be. I had no real 
concept of how hard, I was like, how hard can it be? It was pretty freaking hard. For that, you need to get a lot of miles on your legs. And so I started running. And generally my runs were, a long run was a three mile run. That was a long run for me. I hate running. Yeah, I hate swimming. I hate lifting. Yeah, I hate being uncomfortable. But it's okay because I like being uncomfortable. And so I started doing three mile runs and then I would do five mile runs and then seven mile runs. So now my cardio today, my average is a five mile run. If I'm on the road, it, it varies depending on where I can find a run if, if I do actually run on the road. I always lift when I'm on the road. I don't run that much on the road because I don't know the area or I'm not there for very long, but I will definitely get out and I'll walk. So my workouts today, I wake up, wake up in the morning, I drink about 16 ounces of water because that's how big my coffee cup is, and I go for a walk. And I walk a mile and a half, and I only know it's a mile and a half because there's a, this very specific loop that I do in my neighborhood. I put an audiobook in, and I listen to an audiobook during that walk. And I come home, maybe help the kid get ready for school or something like that. I get ready for calls or podcasts or whatever I'm doing that day. And in between calls that day, my gym is right outside my back door. Now it used to be in my driveway. I moved it to the backyard. And so I'll, you know, in between calls, I'll go out or before my first call, I'll go out and I'll do a set of 30 presses, 30 rows and 30 squats. Since then I've started to add a new thing because my lower back is jacked six ways to Sunday. I fell out of an airplane once upon a time. Actually, it was a helicopter, and I jumped out of it. But I had a hard landing, hard parachute landing, and my back has been messed up ever since. And I was in California a couple of years ago at a speaking event. And the, the gentleman who brought me out to speak took me to get a massage. But it wasn't like your traditional massage. This was a, this was a gentleman who he actually works on... He started, I think he was a roofer once upon a time and he wanted to get into healing. And so he's very, very good at what he does. And he, one of the things he told me was, Hey man, your glutes aren't firing at all when they should be firing. When you do these motions, I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe that's a problem. I came home and I, you know, Googled like, what's the best glute exercise? Well, it turns out if you look at any girl on Instagram, that's in the fitness space, She's going to tell you what the best glute exercises are because that's what they're doing. So I started doing very simple laying on the ground and I was shocked at how quickly I would wear out these, you know, basically hip thrusters, lay on my back, put my hands on my glutes to make sure that they were engaging and then lift my hips up off the floor, leaving my shoulders on the floor. And then I would lift one leg up and the other leg. And uh, so now my workouts started a month ago are I do I don't know if you know what good mornings are but good mornings there you put a, a barbell across your shoulders and I'm only using just the barbell with no weight on it right now I open my legs and I bend over at the waist it's like a almost like a deadlift but it's not a deadlift because I'm not lifting off the ground I'm just bending my my torso in half engaging my glutes and squeezing all the way up and I'll do 20 of those then I'll do 20 leg curls. Then I'll do 30 presses. Actually, I do 30 leg curls, 30 presses. And then I do 30 each leg leg extensions. And then I roll over and I do 30 rows. And then I put the 80 pound kettlebell that I have on my lap and I do hip thrusters. 
and I'll do three to five sets of those. But I'll go and do a set of that. So it, it makes my workout a little bit longer, more full body. And then every other day, I'll go for a, a run. At least two days a week, I'll go do a longer run around five miles. So anyway, that's my workout. That's my workout today. That's how I'm maintaining my fitness. But depending on what fitness goal I have, and I don't mean like I want to walk on a stage or I want to lift a certain amount of weight. I want to go do some epic things. So when I hiked the Grand Canyon in 23, that was an epic thing that I had to train for very specifically. So I'm looking for what to do, what to train for in 24, maybe a Spartan race, maybe something like that, maybe a DECA race, maybe something that's just going to make me change my workouts for that specific event. And I think changing your workouts up is really good because it shocks the body into doing something different, which helps it grow and, and repair muscle and, and prepare you for life and preparing you to be hard to kill. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. That's my workout. That's what I do. If you guys have any questions, if you want to know what, if you want a, a written document for what I've given to many of my clients who want to lose weight, what they, if they want to get in better shape, if they're trying to just live a better life. I'm happy to share that with you. you. Just reach out to me. The best thing to do is go to fivesealsecrets.com. Go there. Hit me up on Instagram, william.r.branham, and just say, hey, I heard your podcast. Would you please share your workout with me? And I will share. It's an Excel spreadsheet. I'm creating a planner right now, and these workouts will be in the planner as well because you know what? You should be as fit as you possibly can to live the best life that you can possibly live. Anyway, and you know what? You should just look good naked. You should know, you should love how you look when you look in yourself in the mirror naked. And I think if you can't do that, then that's, that should be your goal for 24. Anyway, hope you guys, you guys stay awesome. Don't forget to get naked. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all that good stuff to these podcasts. And um, yeah, have an awesome 24, 25, or whenever you're listening to this. And have a happy new year. And don't forget to get naked. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is William Branham, retired Navy SEAL, 26 years of service, and I have a free gift for you. Go to 5sealsecrets.com, the number 5, SEAL as in Navy SEAL, 5sealsecrets.com. Go download your free copy of these 5 SEAL secrets, and I'll give you a, a secret. The secret is NAKED. NAKED is an acronym. Uh, go over there and find out what it is, 5sealsecrets.com, totally free. All you got to do is give me your name and email so I can send that to you, and uh, it's all yours. Then you can start learning how to think like a Navy SEAL. Talk to you guys soon.